superficial girls everywhere. It's me, your host, Alexis Barber, and I'm so excited to have another guest back on the show this week. Michaela is our guest today. We had such an incredible conversation all about sort of charting your own path, making things happen for yourself, and trusting yourself throughout the process. If you are someone who is a creative or if you're someone who wants to chart their own path in their career, I think this will be a really amazing episode for you. So let me give you a little bit of background on our guest. She is the first black woman to host the new series on Macy's.com, Live Beauty and Live Style, where she highlights products she enjoys in conversation with celebrities, experts, and industry leaders such as Betsy Johnson and Sunday Riley. She's an editorial model with credits in Vogue, Refinery29, and Nylon, and she's collaborated with top brands such as Savage X Fenty, Ferragamo, Cartier, Swarovski, and La Mer. Oh my god, she's truly that girl. And what we talk about here is not just like her experience in her career, but also how she takes care of herself. Because I know so many of you are also ambitious women who struggle to figure out that balance between going after your career and also just like embracing that soft life. Like how do we really do that? So if that's something that you are interested in learning about, then definitely stay tuned for this episode. Thank you, Michaela, for coming on. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to chat with you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Well, let's jump in with a few rapid fire questions so I can get to know more about you. So first of all, what is your big three in astrology? Or are you an astrology person? I am, I guess, like a horoscope person. Is that mm-hmm. is like the same thing? Sure, sure. Um, so I know my sign, but I don't know. Like I know there's like sun, moon, yeah, and all, all that, that stuff. I don't know, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely Capricorn yes. all the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, when's I have your all birthday? the symptoms. January fifth. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so okay, I'm definitely cool. all the way Capricorn. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you're a career girl, so it makes sense. It makes <laughs> Thank sense. You. Um, do you have any favorite like personality tests that you do? Otherwise, like the Enneagram or whatever. I don't think so. I I've I know I've done it before, yeah. but to say I remember my letters or numbers, same. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, same. Some people love them and they like live by them, and yeah. like but all of those ones, none of them have resonated with me as much. But no, yeah. I feel like I'm just living. Like we have to just like live, and I do know horoscopes in terms of like I know how Pisces are mm-hmm. or like Aquarius, whatever, and of course me as a Capricorn. But yeah, I don't know the personality stuff. We just gotta live. Yeah, period. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay, so what is your hometown and where do you live now so i currently live in brooklyn new york i'm wearing also a brooklyn yeah look t-shirt. at you <laughs> but i'm from brockton massachusetts uh born in boston massachusetts which is just like probably 40 minutes away from that oh and cool. yeah not that far from new york but very different than new very york. different yeah yes. that makes sense oh my goodness so where the burbs <laughs> we lo- i love the burbs but where in Brooklyn do you live? So currently in Bed-Stuy, mm. and I'm always in Williamsburg, though. Oh, really? Yeah, so like Williamsburg, Bed-Stuy, 15 minutes away, not a big deal. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, so what is something about your personality that makes you feel really smart? I would say critical thinking. I've always been a critical thinker. I'm really good in math. I mean, my career path was in accounting, um, not because I loved it, but because I was just like, this is kind of good and easy for me. So let me do it because it works. So yeah, I would say critical thinking. And I use that with like everything that I do, not mathematics in general, but just like critical thinking in life. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of need it. Yeah, I think we need a lot more of it (laughs) as a society at the moment. So I feel you on that. Switching gears, what is something about your personality that makes you feel a little superficial, but in like a good way? I think we, all of us are superficial in 
someone. So I was telling my boyfriend the other day for some reason, and he's he's like that with food things, and I'm like that with clothes or like home stuff. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see something, I'm like, this is so beautiful, yeah. and then it ends up being like a thousand dollars. I'm yes. like, for some reason, my eyes just love expensive things. Yes. It's so unfortunate because I'm like, why can't it just be a little bit less money, something I can afford? Mm-hmm. And I'm like all the time consistently. But yeah, I think that. That's a little bit superficial because yeah. I always just love all the I'm expensive I'm the same things. way. Like you give me like a spread of things and I pick one. It's yes. always the most expensive yes. thing. And I'm like, why am I like this? I have no idea. I'm the same way, but I don't, it's not even I do it on purpose. I really mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. I go into a store. I'm like, I have a budget mm-hmm. and this is it. And then it's just, yeah, yep. if it doesn't Something work. Something happens. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So what is your most important self-care practice? Skincare. I think mm. for me, my skin is like I'm always having to do a nighttime routine and I do not ever go to sleep with my makeup on. Even if I'm tired, I've done this in college all the time where I'd go to sleep with makeup on. Now it's like I'm an adult. Never, ever, ever will I ever do that to myself. I literally will probably just like at most maybe have to use a makeup wipe at yeah. least, but never like full face of makeup because I feel like skincare. It's like... um. It's purifying. It feels really good. It's so important for us. Like when our skin looks good, we feel good with or without makeup. So I feel like for me, skincare is like my number one. 100%. And I think like I'm this, I was the same like in college, like maybe, but mm-hmm. now I feel guilty when I use a makeup wipe, even because yeah. I know it's so bad for you, but that's the like bare minimum. You yeah. Know? It's the bit we have to do something yes. like full face makeup. I exactly. Mean, Take it off. But just wash your face. You need that cleanse. Exactly. <laughs> that cleanse. Exactly. Everyone does. I also feel like in New York, you have to be so much more like on top of your hygiene because with the pollution, pollution, yeah, people are nasty. You're yep. outside all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me not get Do that off double the cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. It's a double <laughs> cleanse. I double cleanse no matter what. Okay, finally, what is the worst advice you've ever received? <sighs> That's a good question. Oh, for me to be a barista, uh, <laughs> really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had an ex-boyfriend where when I first moved to New York, my goal was just to pursue acting in general. So I was in acting classes and I was not working. This is before I started working on Wall Street or anything. And I started complaining and I was like, all right, well, I hate like that I'm broke. So let me go get a job. So I go get a job and I go to Wall Street and I'm complaining about my job, still complaining, complaining when (laughs) life is not where you want it to be. Um, And my ex at the time says, well, why don't you quit? your job on Wall Street and be a barista, then you can do everything that you want, you know, creatively. And I feel like that was the worst advice because like I live in New York. Okay. <laughs> like at that time he was living in Connecticut with his parents. I'm like, we're living two different lives. Like yeah. I can't be broke. Like I can't, at least I need at least, I don't know. New York Some is expensive. Some sort of a corporate salary. Yeah. Corporate salary, but I'm thinking of like a number, yeah. a top number that would be good to make while you're living in New York. Like just basically pay your rent. If you could, and rent is expensive, like at yeah. least $2,500. If I could make that as a, I guess, 20 something year old, 25 at the time, like that would feel good. But yeah, that yeah. was to me the worst advice because I'm like, Bro, you want me to be broke? Yeah, like, I also feel be like it's, it's very male dominant, like financial advice where they're like, oh, we'll just, 
I feel like I've heard many men we'll see how it say goes. stuff like that. Yeah. Like, we'll just yeah. see how it goes. Exactly. And no, I'm not a see how it goes person. Yeah. <laughs> Hence, exactly. I am a Capricorn. So. Yeah. You were like, <laughs> I might complain about this job, yes. but at least it's paying my rent. At yeah. least it's paying my rent. And exactly. I feel like for me, I don't, obviously I ended up quitting my corporate job, but like I quit during a time that I felt secure. Mm. So I literally quit that corporate job. Like who quit? The way I saw it, I mean, I'm also Caribbean. So my mom's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Because you have benefits, you have all the things, but I quit my job with no backup. I'd rather have no backup than work as a barista because I'm going to give, if I'm going to give it all to be a creative, I'm going to give it all to be a creative. However, that rent, we're going back to that. I paid three months worth of my rent before I quit my job. So in that time that I would sit there being a barista for, and no shade to baristas because we love a good, you love know, you the most we love, we love, yeah. but, um, I just didn't feel like that was like something that I really wanted to do. And I think that that's something that I learned as I continue to grow is that I'm sick of doing things I don't want to do. Let's just do things that we really, really want to do, which is why it's like, if I'm going to pursue this, let me pay three months worth of rent and be responsible. But then for my day to day, let me give it everything that I have rather than spending time, you know, behind a bar or whatever, doing something that I really don't want to do just for money. Yeah. You know, 100%. So. I think that's really, I think that's the smart way to go about it. I just left my full-time job. And Congratulations. Like, Thank you. And everyone was like, this is so crazy, I guess. And I was like, well, I saved six months, you know, from my corporate job, not with like all the rest of my mm -hmm. like, savings that was just for living expenses so that like I don't have to make my creativity. Are you like, a Capricorn? My, I'm not. I have a lot. <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius, but I have a ton and I have a ton of fire energy. But Saturn, which is like all about boundaries, yes. is like uh, very prominent in my chart. So I, I love feel this like, for you. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. But Responsibility. Yeah, I know. And so many, so many creators I hear this all the time mm -hmm. are like just... I want to just do this full time. And I really don't tell people, I tell them yeah. don't. Like you really need to have like a really clear plan before you yeah. do anything. I think it's like, like exactly what you said, having a clear plan because it's not for the week. And mm -hmm. I think that it looks really easy and pretty and nice, but it's really, really, really hard because you have to save. And yeah. that's something that I think, you know, as a community, I would love for people to just talk about financial stability and just how to be free in your finances, because just paying our bills is something that we have to do. But Kind of like what we were talking about before. I have an expensive eye. So what if I want to buy something, but I just can't. It makes me really sad. But if you're saving and you're being responsible, similar to like what you said, you're saving for your rent and your your bills and whatever, your day-to-day -day stuff, which are really important. And if you want to quit your job, just make sure that you know what your next six to three months look like. 100%. 100%. Okay, so I want to jump into hearing more about your background because, mm -hmm. you know, you've given us little, like, Easter eggs. But you said you're Caribbean, you're from the East Coast, you were here, you were 25. So tell me about what you, where you, where you started, basically. So I moved to New York after I graduated college at 22. Okay. Which is why it's like... I had just graduated university and I left with two degrees and my mom paid for it. Yeah. So Where it's like University of Massachusetts, okay. Dartmouth. Okay, so in it. Massachusetts. And I worked really hard for this where it's like, that's fine that I realized that I don't want to do that. But also my mom worked really hard to pay for that for me. And that was like, I would feel kind of like guilt where it's like, I'm not working on it at all. So for me to go do the barista thing, I'm like, 
kid, you don't know me at all. Hence, mm-hmm. we're not together. But it's <laughs> like that. It just didn't resonate with me. So anyways, I moved here at 22, went to acting classes, got broke, was like, I can't do this. Like, I still want to pursue something in this, like this arts, but like I need to get a real job. And that's when I ended up getting my first job and that was on Wall Street. I worked there for three and a half years and it was really great where it's like you have all the benefits. I also worked for the government. So it was really great benefits. Like I learned so much and I really learned how to, I guess, be an adult living in such a crazy city like New York. Um, It really kind of like taught me that because there was no room for, um, there was really no room for insecurities in your work because I was dealing with such serious stuff. There was no room for error. It was just trying to be the best person, the best version and the best worker that I could be was from 22 to 25. And I took Mm -hmm. all of that with me into everything that I do now, which is why I think my, I'm still artsy and creative, but I take my work really seriously um, with everything that I do. So yeah, coming from then, I ended up quitting my job because I I started getting to get a piece of the the pie when it came to being a creative. And I started getting booked for stuff. And it was it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, I was making so much money as a creative. That's why I quit. No, but I knew and I saw the potential of what I could actually do. So I was like, let me take this really serious job and take it really seriously. Keep going. Save time tons of money as much as I can and then quit. I also quit because I didn't get a promotion too. So I was like, I worked my ass off and I didn't get that promotion. I was like, you know what? We cool. Yeah, I'm too smart for this. (laughs) I'm too smart for this and we cool because I'm doing all this work. And you know what? You're slacking me for those of you who know what slack is. You know, you're slacking me to come to your office and do work for you. And you're taking credit. You're doing presentations of my work. And that's a big thing in your 20s. Listen, when you first get a job, especially corporate job, your work will be taken. You will be doing that work and you're not going to get credit for it. And that's something I didn't realize, but I realize it now. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm cool. Like, I have to go. And then after that, like, I quit in October and come March, H&M, which I'm now an H&M ambassador, which is a full circle for me because wow. H&M flew me to Arizona for a trip. They were doing, basically, they have this luxury section at H&M and um, I forget what it's called right now, but they do it every four quarterly. Every other four months basically they had so many different countries i think over 40 different countries and i was representing the united states in the email they said that it's gonna be a really small trip we have you know a few american people um coming to the trip modeling you'll be one of them there were a few American people. I was one of them. There were three of us. And then when I go there, there's like 40 other countries like Japan, Saudi Arabia, basically everywhere that H&M is. H&M is a huge company. So there were so many different people and we were shooting a national wide campaign. And I did not know that when I got there. So that kind of like kickstarted me into something. I was like, wow, I can't believe I quit my job. And then a few months later, I'm shooting something like incredible like this. And that's like kind of like, the what made me I guess believe that I was making the right choice because best believe I was looking for other jobs like corporate jobs while I was while after I just quit um but I was looking for corporate jobs at like creative spaces like refinery 29 and things like that in the accounting department because I'm like 
this could give me some type of outlet. But then, you know, God is worthy. You know, God mm-hmm. is amazing because I didn't even have to do that. I ended up modeling for a Final 29, not working <laughs> in the accounting department just yeah. a few months after all of this happened with H&M. So That's that was like my beginning, my baby stories. Baby. I think that was <laughs> uh, what I really like that you said about that is that you didn't just, it didn't just happen overnight. No. And I feel like so many people, myself included, like we get on Instagram, we see somebody's follower count or we see someone doing something and we're like, oh my God, like it was just handed to them. It must be so easy, whatever. And it's like, in reality, no, like you were grinding at a job that was like difficult for you yeah. for three years. Then after that, you were like waiting for a few months for something to happen after you took a chance on yourself. Yeah. And then it's like, finally, it all came together. And that was just the beginning. You've been yeah. grinding since then, you know? I've been grinding since then. And in that in in that interim time, I was booking myself. So that's like a big thing that I want to kind of like tell creators to do. Like it's great when you get a campaign and I love campaigns. Listen, we gotta pay the the bills. And Period. sometimes it's really exciting when you're so excited about the the campaign and the working with that specific company. But when you're not getting booked, book yourself for things that you really want to do just to show, you know, whoever is going to book you that you can actually do the work. So I was doing that. I was investing in myself. So outside of paying three months worth of rent, I also was investing and buying clothes, buying makeup, doing all the things I wanted to do fashion. I wanted to do beauty, literally what I'm doing now, but I was creating editorials. I was doing like makeup videos. I was doing exactly what I needed to do to get booked. And then all the bookings started coming because it's like, okay, we just want to see that you could do it. And that's the biggest thing. And I agree with you with the overnight thing where, I mean, I'm still grinding now where nothing is ever going to be overnight. It takes so much work. So that's why when I say it's not for the week, it's really not because you're going to get more no's than you're going to get yeses. And you have to be okay with having that no, like just kind of melt in your ears and be like, Mm. all right, that's fine. But like, no, just means not right now. It doesn't mean no forever. Like every no you get, I think is like one step closer to a yes. That's how I like see it in my mind, honestly. And I, I really like what you're saying here that you did it yourself and booked, book yourself first. I remember when I started on TikTok, when I had like no followers, like I had to still, I wanted to like show my outfits or my Mm -hmm. makeup and stuff like that. I still had to go invest in myself and I remember I did not know where the money was coming from but God mm-hmm. always provided oh, always. every time I always. needed to but I was that expensive always, eye exactly the expensive <laughs> eye you know I was like but I was you always have to do it yourself because yep. once you show that like you're committed to it mm-hmm. then then more will flow to you at all times 100%. definitely it's definitely a commitment mm-hmm. and I don't think I mean I feel like I've heard so many different things about influencers and content creators. And I remember I had someone tell me like, well, you know, your work is easy. You just post photos. And I was (laughs) just like, yeah, that's exactly what I do. Cause I did not style myself. I did not do my makeup. I did not do my hair. I did not go and find all the location scouting that I needed. And I didn't invest in a camera. I did not do all those things. Hell yeah, I did. That's a lot of work. (laughs) Like I think something people also can realize or maybe they do maybe they don't I don't know but when companies you know hire people because I've done a lot of modeling too it's a full set day so as a model I'll get paid for a full set day that's like full set day hours but a photographer is getting paid a videographer is getting paid a makeup artist is getting paid a hairstylist getting paid there's so many a creative director is getting paid so many people are getting paid but creators when you get a specific campaign 
you're doing all that by yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like, listen, the budget seems to be bigger for that one, but like, mm-hmm. that's a whole other story. 100%. But yeah, you're doing it all alone. And I think it's just so much, it's a lot of work. Oh, it 100% is. And so I'm glad to see that you're, I, I mean, I can just see it in you, like how much you put towards this creativity. And of course, when I was like stalking all of your pages, <laughs> like, you make incredible content. So Thanks. I know that you make incredible content, but how did you sort of transition into hosting and being more, you know, and I would call it sometimes, or some people would call it more of like those mainstream things mm-hmm. outside of just creating for maybe yourself or content for a brand. I feel like the mainstream in terms of before even hosting, I think mainstream brands, like I've gotten to partner with Cartier, Sawaski, mm-hmm. like which I love H and M, but then you're getting from like H and M to like more luxury. luxury. Another thing, it's when outside of booking yourself, do things that you really want to do. Kind of like start posting. I started buying more luxury things because I ended up having the money to thanks to God. But like I started having the money to buy those things and I started posting it. So those luxury jobs kind of came from that aesthetic because it is like an aesthetic. And then in terms of hosting, I've always wanted to do that. Um, So during pandemic, I literally just did it. I did this um, show called Love to Hear and it was on IGTV, which is kind of when so many people were just kind of on IGTV live they were just like creating so many live shows and I was like well I have time and I know so many people and they have time too because we're supposed to be home <laughs> I was home yeah. and I was like let me just do this and then I lined up a, f- a bunch of like cool people that I thought were like really cool and then I started interviewing them so when pandemic started to dim down a little bit more where people were starting to go back into studio I got a email from one of my agents saying like oh there's this new show called Macy's Live it's never happened before we want you to audition for it but they need everything by the end of day that's how a lot of those things always they are they're like like, this audition's coming up right now we need this by end of day mind you it's 3 p.m in the afternoon i was like bet my hair at the time i was like i was upstate somewhere and i have natural hair and my hair was just not 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 looking good it was kind of like really really frizzy it was crazy so I was like okay I need to go get my hair done if I'm about to go do this audition tape and I could easily do like kind of like a slip black how you have it right now but I didn't want to because it was about beauty it was about fashion and stuff like that and I wanted to show my hair I wanted to show makeup I wanted to show my style because they didn't know exactly where they wanted me to put where they wanted to put me at so I just kind of like did both I got my hair done I sent the end of day for me is like literally end of day I sent that thing at like I don't know 9 p.m. or something (laughs) I was like listen you guys it's 3 p.m. in the afternoon I got this email so anyways I do the self tape Um, I don't hear anything back and I'm just like okay well whatever usually when you don't hear anything back with casting anything that has to do with hosting modeling you didn't get the job I'm like okay whatever I'm used to again I got so used to I get so used to no's that's just like whatever it is what it is I'm disappointed but what are you gonna do so then two weeks later I get an email saying oh actually sorry I skipped a part they said can you please change your convert your video and I was just like oh damn if they're asking me that that means I really didn't get it (laughs) (laughs) so I was like whatever and then two weeks later I got an email my manager texts me and is like oh today's gonna be a great day I found a nickel right side up and I was like girl what does that mean like whatever (laughs) It's like, all right. She's also from LA and California. Like she's always like, she's a fun girl. That's all I'll say. So I was like, okay, whatever. Then I get an email saying like, oh, like, congratulations. We want you to be the new host of this new show that's happening. And then my manager (laughs) texts me talking about, oh yeah, I told you it was going to be a great day. I was like, (laughs) 
Yeah, thank you. So exciting. Looking I'm getting my nails done and this lady's looking at me and I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm screaming, oh my God, oh my God. And mm. she's looking at me like I'm crazy, but I was like, I don't care. I'm so excited. My life is about to change. Cause this was, it's still right now, the show's still happening. It's still a very new show, but I was the first one that they casted. And basically they call it a pilot, which is basically a show that's never happened before, but they're pitching it to the big, money makers to see if they want to invest in it. So that's what they did with me. They gave me a script and I never did this before in my life where I hosted you know, the IG live show, but this was my thing. This wasn't someone else's words. This wasn't like a big, you know, hundreds of people in front of, um, in front of me with like a big camera. It wasn't a big thing. So I was like, this is really scary. So I get there I do the thing. I did a good job. They kept me. So then I stayed hosting for them for a year and seven months. Wow. And I just ended January 31st recently this year. Um, but that was the experience that kind of pivoted me into hosting and taking it seriously and realized like I actually have a skill and I'm pretty good at this. And I really, really love speaking to people and listening to people's paths. Like, how did you get to where you're going? Like, this is incredible because there's so many incredible people. It's just it's it's amazing. So. So yeah, I've kind of fell in love with it. And that was basically my path into hosting. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I think it's great too, that it's like you wanted to put your best foot forward for that audition tape. And like, yeah. you weren't like married to whether or not it would happen, but it just sort of like, it was clear mm. that like things were aligning for you because like you had a skill that needed to be brought to the population, Yeah, you know? So as a creator, I just realized just like, I think any artist can relate to this is that you just can't really be married to any project until you actually get it. And even when you get it, like that show could happen. And then they're like, well, we're cutting it off. Like, but you know, so you can never be too married. You just have to be as married to it in the moment. And that's something I learned in acting classes that we have to live life moment to moment. So right now I'm here with you and I'm genuinely just here with you. Nothing else that's happening in my life matters at the moment, just the conversation that I'm having with you. And that's the only way we can kind of get through everything that we're doing because there's so many things. There's so much. It, there's so much. So I actually want to go back to your childhood because not me. Um, wanting to get your whole life story, but I mean, that's the point of a podcast. You yes, know? of course. I want to know, were you like this when you were younger? Were you a very like creative, you wanted to be like on camera or did that happen? Like after you moved to New York, like where did it come from? So when I was a kid speaking, when I was a baby, I was so quiet that my mom was like, does she have an issue? <laughs> and she's also new to America where it's like, uh, I need to go to the doctors to, with this child because like, I don't know if it's like America's type of food because America food be crazy. Yeah, I don't know if it's the food or what's going on with this kid, but she's so quiet. She doesn't even cry. So like, let me bring her to the doctors. Jeez. That's what my mom tells me. I don't remember this because I was a baby, mm -hmm. but I do remember I was the kid watching Disney Channel all the time. And I mean, for those of you who watch Disney or Nickelodeon, there was always like these kids doing things. And I am the last of five. So all of my siblings are are much mm. older, like 14, 13 years older than me. Um, so I was kind of like 
by myself a lot doing, you know, watching Disney Channel, watching Nickelodeon. And I would pretend to be like, I'm on those shows. So I always wanted to be on camera, but like coming from the family that I come from also, you know, um, a small town, that's not really realistic. It wasn't realistic for me because growing, I'm Haitian American, first generation. It's like, you're going to work in some office, which I did as an accountant, or you're going to be an engineer, doctor, all the things, nurses, whatever. There's so many nurses in my family, so many doctors. Congratulations to them. And I'm happy. Um, um, for them, but I knew that wasn't going to be my route, but I never thought in a million years that I would actually be able to like live the life that I'm living until, you know, after graduating college, I worked at an internship that I thought like was going to be the the best internship of my life. I worked so hard for this Yeah. and the accounting and finance space. There are big four accounting firms. Yes. There's PwC, there's KPMG, there's Ernest and Young, there's Deloitte. Usually in that order, it's like um, PwC and Deloitte are like head to head. And um, I was like, I really, really need to just work for a big four accounting firm. Whatever it takes, I need to do it. I ended up working for PwC, which is the number one accounting firm. And then I was like, yo, this can't be life. Like this mm. is, this is crazy. And then they put me in tax and I was like, damn, this sucks. Um, <laughs> but I learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot going back to, again, accounting just made me responsible. But I realized that this can't be my life. So let me move to New York. I was always trying, and as a kid I was always searching for answers and even when it comes to hosting I I love tv so much like I love film I love television I love to talk about television after I watch a show with like a friend like so what did you think about that character like I'm just very intuitive and even as a kid I was always like that I was the kid that's like mama like why do you have to wash the dishes with soap but why did you choose this soap but why are you washing yeah I'm the white kid (laughs) but why this why that I've always been like that (laughs) like So I guess like even with hosting, sometimes we don't even realize that things are a part of us until we actually get an opportunity to do them. And then it becomes like, oh, you're a natural talent. But it's like, not really. It just, it was happening so long ago and I didn't realize it was happening. So, yeah. So speaking of that, you said you were always like looking for answers. And I know I've been in the same boat where you get the dream job and you think like, oh, my life is set forever now. And you get there and you're like, that's, that's what this is yeah. like really so what does your fulfillment or like excitement really mean to you today oh that's such a good question I mean I will say that there are certain times I get really excited about something and then other times I'm like okay this is gonna be a cool opportunity and I think that what makes me excited is when I've never done it before because I've done I've, I've been doing I've been working for about six years as like a creator and I think that it's very limited amount of times that these days I get really, really excited. But if I've never done it before, then I'm going to be really excited. Like it's something I've never seen. I've never done. Tell me something new. Um, Because at one point, especially when people were focusing a lot on Instagram, a lot of brands wanted the same things. And I think for me as a creator, I guess I considered myself more of a content creator than an influencer because I was creating content where I would go scouting for places. I would hire professional photographers. I took it really seriously where I thought I was creating editorials and that kind of became like my thing. But every every day was was different. So that's what makes me excited. And if, you know, whether a job or brand can't give me that, I just give it to myself, you know, because I am always in search for something. And I think we all are. And happiness is the biggest thing that I like. I thirst for being happy. But something I also learned, even with happiness is like, 
I want to be in the middle. I never want to be too happy because I don't like how I feel when I'm not at that high point. Yeah. And I don't want to be too sad because who wants to be super sad where you're like in the bed depressed because yeah. we've all been there. I want to be in the middle where it's like, it feels good and I'm acknowledging all of it. Whether I'm sad, whether I'm happy, I'm going to acknowledge all of it, but not one more than the other. And you can be present with yes. it, you know? I think that's really important. You said something that I think is really important as well, which is that whatever it is, brands, whatever, you give it to yourself. And yes. so where did you learn to do that? I mean, I think a lot of women, especially young black women, struggle with searching for external validation a lot, mm -hmm. myself included. So how did you learn to sort of get to a place where you're like, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just going to give it to myself. Yeah, I think my mom. I mean, so my father passed away from cancer when I was about 12 years old. Um, you know, life happens. F cancer. I can't. I don't know if I could swear here, but you can, uh, you can swear, girl. <laughs> OK, fuck cancer. Yeah, I think seeing my mom being an immigrant, you know, both her and my dad buying a house, owning it, but her not losing that house because it's a lot to own. Yes. Like as an adult, when people are trying to buy homes, it's actually a lot of work to try to buy a home, but like and actually keep it and not go through foreclosure, whatever the case is. So her buying the house, her keeping the house, having five kids, we're all in completely different places in our lives. I was only 12, so I was heading to junior high, but my oldest sister had just graduated college. One is in college, one is going to college. College, yeah. one is going to high school and she took care of all of us because at those ages we all needed her still so much and I realized that like this woman is really really strong we're going through life when we're kids and we're like mama I need this mama I need that but at the same time when you actually grow up and I have a great relationship with my mom when you grow up and you see all the things that she sacrificed she just did it she just need whatever needed to be done she just did it whether she had to go to work you know what? I'm gonna make sure I cook dinner literally at nine in the morning yeah. to make sure that when you come from school, you have your dinner there for you because I have to go to work, but I'll be back this weekend to make sure that I take you to dance class or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like someone says, you know, you can't do it. And in my household, there was so many things that, you know, people said you couldn't do, but like I saw my mom do it every single day in rotation. And I was like, you know, you're amazing. I think uh, you're inspiration to me. So I feel like that that always gave me the drive that I really needed. And I think moms are our biggest superheroes. Shout out to moms. Out to moms. Did you see like the Oscars? Everyone always, there was like yeah. this thing on repeat. Everyone's shouting out to their moms, but every mom is different. But one thing that's the, that's the same about every single mom is that they're like superwoman. I don't know how I they agree. do what they do, yeah. but things are getting done. Period. You know, people are getting fed, yes. all the things. It's so crazy. My mom's Instagram handle is literally STL Supermom. Like, <laughs> as it should. Yeah, as it should be. Um, anyhow, question for you is about insecurities. So we've talked about, you know, overcoming these or getting to a place where you have what you want and you're mm -hmm. always grinding but has there ever been something in your life that you're like you were very insecure about when you were younger perhaps that you've overcome and how did you do that I would say for me my curves mm -hmm. I grew up naturally just a curvy girl and I think that it was so interesting because it's funny when 
being in New York, I got signed to Wilhelmina and oh, wow. I got um, opportunities. You didn't, you didn't flex with that with us oh. in the beginning. Thank you. Well, that's my manager and my agent talk okay, about, oh, like, it. today's going to be a great day. Yeah. I found a nickel. <laughs> like, whatever. But no, so I'm signed to Wilhelmina. And to me, that was like crazy. Like, oh, you guys want to like work with me and sign with me. And they signed me as talent, which means I could do social. I could do modeling. I could mm. do hosting. They're the ones that got me the opportunity for that hosting job, you know? Yeah. So th- being able to do that, it's like, wow, I can actually do everything that I want to do. And I remember when I wanted to kind of venture off and this is when Instagram was there. I don't know if there was Instagram, but there was like, what do you call it? Not Pinterest, but Tumblr. Tumblr Tumblr was happening. I was a Tumblr girl. I love Tumblr Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be a Tumblr girl. I was like, I want to be a Tumblr girl. (laughs) But I was like, damn, I think I need, and Tumblr was getting people modeling contracts too from just Tumblr. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I need to like lose some weight to be a Tumblr girl. And at this time I'm young, I'm like 21 years old. I'm no more than like a size six. And that's crazy because every single day, as you continue to grow, you always think that your body needs to change. And now I'm looking at myself then I'm like, damn, like I was really small, but I really needed, I thought that I needed to be even smaller, which is insane. But some modeling agent back in Boston told me that I needed to lose weight and that I was too short to do modeling or anything like that. And I took that like seriously. So this is my, I guess it's the end of my junior year. I'm going to be a senior in college. Mm. So that summer I went hard. I was going to gym like twice a day sometimes like I was going crazy and then I had lost so much weight and it wasn't until you know I moved to New York and then I actually start like gaining more weight and then I became more it's it's very interesting the way that the world works right now but I started gaining more traction for my curves rather than being slimmer which I thought was very interesting and I'm like in your face so then um yeah so then that kind of happened so I think I was a little bit insecure about that and now it's like I haven't been insecure about that in a very long time and I'm really happy about that where to be honest when I speak to my mom about stuff like this I should have never been insecure but because I'm looking at the internet and I'm looking at what that person told me that I couldn't be rather than looking at my family there's so many beautiful women in my family that have curves and they're all different shapes all different sizes and um, I should have been looking at them you know and celebrating I think That's my biggest piece of advice for anyone who struggles with body image is to like find examples of people who are who have characteristics that you admire and remember that like not everyone looks the same. Yep. Who like gets to be quote happy or get whatever Mm -hmm. success that they want, you know. So I think that's a really good story, and I'm glad to hear it. I was like, (laughs) I mean, Boston, you know. No, it's so crazy. I mean, I mean, all my friends growing up never really looked like me, anyways. Yeah. Um, but I did thankfully found some great Haitian friends there's all in my town it's like either you're white or you're Caribbean and that there was no in between and (laughs) I've had a friend since nine years old shout out to Kimberly I've known her since I was nine in fourth grade and the way that her and I met actually I we both moved to this new little suburban town at the time was up and coming town Brockton which is where I grew up and Mrs. Fogg I will never forget her name in fourth grade was like 
we have the perfect buddy for you. Here's Kimberly. <laughs> the only black girl in the class. <laughs> like, oh, wow. All right. She's going to okay. be my buddy. And she was, I mean, she actually wasn't my best friend then. Um, it was this girl, Ashley Amaral, this Portuguese girl. But like she became my really good friend and we're still friends now wow. since nine years old, which is crazy. But that's like small town stuff. A lot oh, of my yeah. friends, I've known them since I was nine, 14. Oh, 100% yeah. small town behavior. Always like that. <laughs> but we love to see it. We do, we do. Okay, so I want to, we'll, we'll wrap up so that I, I could talk to you for, and I just want to hear every detail of your life now. But what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in the past year? So thinking mm. 2022, perhaps. Um, I would say never to look to your left, never to look to your right, and mm. definitely don't look for validation on Instagram. Okay, so whatever it is that you're doing, look forward because look forward to tomorrow look forward to everything that is coming your way because there's so much to look forward to and if you're looking forward then there's no looking to the left there's no looking to the right and there's definitely no looking on social media to validate anything that has to do with who you are as a person because looking forward is the best thing that we could do there's so much that is happening that we don't even know about like our our names are in rooms that we don't even know that our names are there. And I remember I did a prayer the other day and I was just like, oh God, please let my name be in certain rooms that I don't even know that I'm, you know, in. And then I get tons of emails the next day for really exciting stuff. But like there's so much before anyone, a creator, a model, a host, a, whatever, before you get that email that says, hey, we want you for this. You'd be a great opportunity. They have been thinking about you for months, mm -hmm. for weeks. You've been on decks, you know, decks are basically for anyone who's listening are like PowerPoint presentations that yeah. give people the idea of whatever it is that people are working on. So like there's so many faces on these decks, but your face is one of them. You know what I mean? So I think looking forward to whatever is to come is much better than looking to your left and looking to the right. So, yeah. yeah. 100%. And what made you, I think, learn that for yourself? What were you were, were you struggling with that? And can you tell us a story or some sort of like you were struggling with that and then you realized like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, I think that we all kind of struggle with just social media, whether we're going on TikTok or Instagram or even YouTube. I love YouTube. Love YouTube. Um, <laughs> so, you know, whether we're going to any of these platforms, because in this field that we're in. I think that when I'm so happy that I kind of started when I did and not to say that anyone couldn't start now or can't because people are thriving right now. And yeah. I love that. But I kind of went into this during a time where it wasn't as saturated as it is now. And the saturation is a bit scary because at the end of the day, I also come from a dancing background. I was like captain of dance team in college and I love dance so much. So competition for me is always like we're having fun. It's elite. Like it's like. Girl, how, how how fast could I dance or whatever compared to you? And let's kill it together. But like, it's never a competition. It's always friendly competition. In this business, sometimes you'll meet people that it's friendly competition and you'll meet people that it's like, oh, I hate you type of competition. It's like, it's kind of crazy. So I think for me, when you are kind of comparing yourself to someone that might be in your field, someone that you consider either an inspiration and then you meet them and they're like, they don't even like you because you're competition or whatever the case yeah. is. I came to a place and a realization that I'm my own competition. I really don't care. Like I've done so much stuff that I'm, I should be proud of this. And it's okay to know that maybe I'm not booked and busy this week, but girl, you've done tons of fucking shit. And you should realize that 
you should be competing with that person. Try to be better than whoever that person was because we're not the same person we were a year ago or six months ago or even yesterday. We, I mean, I hope develop and we grow. So that's what I want for myself. And looking to my left and looking to my right didn't really help me. And going on social media didn't really help me. I think seeing people... I mean, I never really, I'm not the hater type of person. I'm more of like, girl, that's amazing. You yes. inspired me. I'm the inspiration type of person. So it's like, if that person can do it, then so can I. But there are times where it's like, well, I can't do nothing right now because no one wants me. It's not working. It's not happening. And that happens. But I think we also get used, if you're always working all the time, you get so used to working all the time and getting yeah. booked all the time. So when you're not booked, even if it's like three days, four days, whatever, it feels like forever. So so for me, I don't want those three to four days to feel like forever. I want to have fun for those three or four days, like go upstate, you know, do something that I didn't have time for before, but do it now mm. instead of like scrolling. And if I am scrolling, I won't feel any type of way because, again, I'm looking forward for myself. Exactly. I'm looking forward for everything that's to come for me. And I'm excited and seeing inspiration and in my visuals rather than being like, damn, I wish that was me or I wish I no, that's yeah. not me and it shouldn't be me because it's not for me. Yes. And that's that. Exactly. You know what I mean? So whatever's for you is going forward and it's going to be there and it's ready to meet you whenever that time comes. I love that. I especially think everyone needs that information or everyone needs that like boost of inspiration, I should yeah. say, because so many of us like it's subconscious too where you get yeah. online and you're like maybe it's just like a night out on the weekend and you're like I should be out right now and it's like yeah. no maybe you should be taking care of yourself and yes. be at home you know what I mean yes okay so. that's New York behavior too though in oh, New yeah. York people always feel when I go to the burbs listen I am <laughs> on my mom's couch relaxing she's making some rice and peas I'm having the best time of my life I don't feel anything I'm like this is great exactly. my nieces and nephews are coming over it's the best time I don't feel that FOMO but when you're in the city, whether you're in California or you're in New York, you get that FOMO because and you're following people that are like you, because I think that's kind of the point. We want to be able to have peers and I guess co-workers in mm -hmm. ways. There are co-workers, except we're not in the same establishment every yeah. day, but we're doing similar things to one another. So it's like if this person's doing that, then I should have been doing that. Damn, they went to that event. I should have went to that event, too. No, girl, I've been working all week. I'm tired. Have a great time. I'll see you next week. Can you send me the product though? Or <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's all that's where I'm at. Events are not my though. Yeah, just yeah. the gift bag. Like I don't I don't mind. Like yeah. I can't come tonight. It's exactly. Okay. I and I that. feel good about that. Protecting the peace, one hundred percent. I'm always protecting my peace. That is peace is the best thing in anyone's life. One hundred I'm right there with you. Okay, so I know we're we're running low on time, but I have two final questions I like to ask everybody. So the first is what are some resources? for people like some books podcasts youtube videos even like things that have really helped you get to where you are now i would say this one book that really really helped me is the alchemist i think oh the alchemist just it is posting about that this morning oh you were so, yes because it's because <laughs> it's so good like, yeah the alchemist i think to me coming from just my background of like first generation also you know from the suburbs to me that book is someone coming from nothing to something and realizing like, oh, I can actually have the strength to actually do that and the courage because it takes a lot of fucking courage to be an artist. And I don't think people, I think, realize that because there's more, there's less good days than there are bad days, but it's you getting up every single day to say, 
I still want to do this. I'm still going to do this. And to me, the alchemist is exactly the epitome of that. It's like, <laughs> that person's life was terrible. Yeah. But it's like, they kept going and then it ends up being exactly what it needed to be. So that book, I would say The Year of Yes. Um, oh, Shonda, Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. I think that book is transitional for so many different people because sometimes we might feel like we're too good for certain things or... Maybe in her case, really shy and not wanting to do things. But I think that saying yes to so many different things that can kind of give you what you need for your life, I think is a really, really good book of choice. Amazing. And I just love so many different podcasts. You're being one of them. I listen to a few Thank of you. them. Yeah, I would say those are my two best books that I can give to people that I think could really help. Awesome. Well, I love that. Those are great recommendations. I'm going to read Year of Yes. I haven't read it. So that's it's awesome. a good book. Yeah. See why she's saying yes. Yeah. She's a very Shonda Rhimes, also fellow Capricorn, like Michelle Obama and all these amazing people. Yes. But um, Shonda Rhimes specifically, she's very shy, I would say, like yeah. just more introverted. And I guess that's kind of like what the book is about of her trying to break out of that because she has so much to share with the world and she wasn't. So if you see her on, you know, any award shows or podcasts or, you know, Good Morning America or whatever, she wasn't doing any of those things before. Wow. Um, but yeah. So I'm a, well, she's a legend. So yep. that's living awesome. legend, telling like, stories that we all need to hear. Oh my gosh. I, that reminds me, you know, scandal's like trending right now. Like everyone's like back watching yeah. scandal. And it makes me want to go back and watch it because it's like, you we forget like how revolutionary that was like when it was coming out, like a black woman led show being like the number one show. Like, yeah, oh. it changed Kerry Washington's life. I saw a interview of her recently because she has a new show called Unprisoned. If anyone's not watched it, you should definitely watch it it's on Hulu. It's something I've never seen before. It's really, really good. But she kind of talked about how that scandal really just changed and pivoted her career and skyrocketed. But it was someone that really believed in her that she could actually do it. Because that's like a big thing on a show like on ABC to see a black woman doing what she's doing. You don't see that. So. 100%. Oof, okay, I'll watch that too. So many good recs today. I'm yeah. excited. Okay, so my last question that I like to ask everyone is finish this sentence with something that you want other people or young people to know. You are too smart for... Mm. You are too smart to give a fuck about what anybody else has to say about you. Period. Love to see it. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can everyone find you? Plug yourself. Give us all the places. Whatever you want to. Whatever you want to share. So you can find me at my full, very long name, <laughs> <laughs> Mikaela Velian, and that is M I C A E L A, and last name V E R R E L I E N. Valian is a very French name. So you put them together, you'll find me on all social platforms. Awesome. Well, I can't wait for everyone to get more of you. And thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Two Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards 
cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode.